The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay, what are we drinking today? Well, celebratory day, so I made our <laughs> favorite cocktail. It's a bit of a celebratory it day. It is. So, uh, dry martini, the perfect martini, by the way. It's an eight to one gin to vermouth with a couple shakes per cocktail of orange bitters. Stirred, not shaken, stirred, and then strained into a cold coupe glass and serve it with an orange twist. And I, I do express the orange peel into the... You've drink. really got your twist down. This is amazing. I, it's, just, it's that Y peeler. It, it makes me look way better than I am, but they actually do look really good. No, I don't think it makes you look better than you are. It looks, actually <laughs> looks the way you are okay, because good. that's beautiful. It is gorgeous. Yeah, it's perfect. That's great. It really is great. I mean, it is a celebratory day because yes. actually, you know, the podcast that this drink is going out with yes. is an episode about cross-dressing. No way. It is. It is so appropriate. <laughs> and I had my first cross-dressing experience today, Yes, you did. Which is kind of fun, actually. You bought me new nylons, you made yes. me wear heels. Well, specifically stockings, thigh-high yeah. stockings. And we have the same foot size, basically. So <laughs> I gave you some really cool black pet mother pumps to put on. It's like nine inch heels. I yeah. can't even. You can't walk, walk in them. In they're not they're not yeah. sane to walk in. However, just there's a whole sensual experience with it. Obviously if you choose to or if it, this is how it moves you, there could be humiliation with that kind of thing, right? right. In a in a very submissive tone because you're being asked to do something that's out of nature, right? Right. But then what I think is interesting is the sensation of the feel of what stockings feel like. Like you yeah. now know what they feel like. It feels nice when you run your hands on them. Yes, it's very nice. I mean, it feels nice to, to me. To you, I know. Yes. But it feels nice when you do that to women Yourself. that had them too. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But not as nice as it feels to the person wearing them. Right, exactly. It's way nicer for the person wearing them. Right. And that's why that sensation. And then heels. It puts your foot in a position that you're not used to. Right. In a very kind of almost precarious. You're like, I, how do I move around here? Oh, no. You know? <laughs> I was careful. <laughs> And to think about how you get leverage, how do you get the heel down, you know, all right. those things. But just to be able to get pictures of you yeah, with your cock so hard and just this, I don't know, I I guess, I, I can't speak for you. What I didn't look at it as degrading or humiliating at all. What no. it was, was I told you at the end, and I keep coming back to this over and over, like what we are up to is adult play. Like right. we get to go to the playground and have recess together. Right. 
and we do it as explorers. Mm-hmm. And clothes don't make a person, just clothes are clothes, but they create a sensation that allows you an opportunity to feel things that you may have felt before, but because you have this new sensation, it will feel different. Yeah. Well, I mean, humans are meaning-making machines, and so a lot of where the world of humiliation lives mm-hmm. is in the meaning people make about true. it, right? I think that's true. And because we're just having fun, Oh yeah. when you say, you know, put these heels out, I'm bringing you home a present, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. this is exciting, and I look forward to it, and... I'm all about pleasing you. Like that's my Oh, role. and you do so well. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you have to imagine me going into a store and looking for just what I wanted. Right. I had all these ideas. I had other ideas and I'm not going to divulge them because I'm going to let you experience them. But I had all these other, they had other types of hosiery there. And I right. was like, oh, I want to do that, but I'll wait on that. I want to do that differently next right. time, you know? And just, I had this idea This I wanted to create. I had this whole... Right. This is the creation. And I found what I needed. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Right. And then beyond that, then now you're playing with me. And the thing that I'm super infused about is that when you're pegging me, you're coming. Oh, yeah. I, I love that. It's so hot. It's so it's hot. It's just hot. The whole, I was explaining to you that, you know, when you masturbate, you are control over what's going to happen and when and how and when you're going to come, basically, pretty much to, a, you know, if you're good at masturbating, that's one of those things that you can predict. And what's interesting, when I'm in charge like this, I can predict it too, but I'm not alone now. It's not like I'm masturbating alone. I'm with my play partner able to predict, you know, I'm not at effect. I'm causing the matter. Right. right? And so it's just a different construct and it's it's intoxicating. Well, for me too. Yeah. I mean, both sides of the flash are, I have no qualms on either side of the flash. They're both intoxicating in their own ways. And that to be able to rightfully know I'm a switch is such a, I mean, I used to hate it, but it's such a gift because I get to experience the best part of all these different worlds and I don't have to force it. It just, that's who I am naturally. So it just happens for me versus I have to pretend to be a role. I don't have to pretend to be a role. I am that role. Right. So it's just, oh, it's just delicious. It it is. It's It's really really delicious. Thank you for an amazing scene. Oh, you're welcome, honey. I love it. I love you. Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA, the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. Visit Slub USA at slub, S-L-U-B-B dash USA dot com. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder.app. Well, today on the podcast, we have a fellow podcaster. Yes, I love it. We have C-Bomb, also known as Cherry Bomb. Mm-hmm. And she has a podcast called Conversations with Crossdressers. Mm-hmm. And we'll hear about that later. But first of all, Cherry Bombs, welcome to the conversation. Hello. Well, Cherry Bomb, we always begin our conversation inviting you to share your journey as a sexual creature. So why don't you tell us who you are and how you discovered yourself and how that has evolved to where you're now conversing with crossdressers? Oh, wow. That's a long story. <laughs> I'm going to try to uh, give you the abbreviated version if I can. Um, so, I mean, I've always been um, a pretty highly sexual person, even from the time I was a teenager. So 
I, you know, always wanted to explore things and I like to be spontaneous and I was a little bit of a exhibitionist. And then, uh, you know, as I got older, of course, I would explore even more. And really, though, I didn't get involved too much in the kink world. I was, uh, you know, I did enjoy like kinky sex, spankings and things like that. But I didn't get involved in the kink world until um, until just a few years ago. I would say about seven or eight years ago when um, somebody dominated me. And it was out of the blue. It was I totally wasn't expecting it. And uh, it changed me a lot and made me start to seek out, you know, different things and start exploring different areas. And I had somebody um, who at first was uh, dominant. We were dating a little bit. And uh, then they, they started telling me how they wanted to um, dress. And they wanted to dress like a woman. And they wanted me to call them sissy or sissy boy. And they wanted me to go shopping for them and buy them clothes, which I was, I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And just so you know, like up until this point, I I was married, I am married, and my husband and I have an open relationship. So I guess that's, I guess, part of this whole thing. So I was able to go out and meet other people and explore different kinks that I had. So, uh, so yeah, I started buying um, clothes for, for this person. And the first time they came over and put on stockings and panties and heels and a wig I was so excited (laughs) like it turned me on I couldn't believe it I just looking at him he he had a really great body but I just loved the way his legs looked in the stockings and uh I you know, we started making out and we started, we were having sex and I was, I was just feeling all the materials. I actually, he uh, put a bra on too. So I was just like, I was so um, enveloped in like a sensory overload, I guess, you know, and I loved it. I just really enjoyed it. And then, um, and then he disappeared and purged everything. And then I started you know, checking things out on Fet Life and looking at other cross dressers, and then I met, I met somebody who liked to cross dress, and they started chatting with me, and we started dating for a while, and we did a lot of exploring together, and that's kind of what brought me into this world. We had um, an event. She wanted to get you know more cross dressers out, and you know just out and like learning things and. Just communicate, you know, communing with other cross-dressers to, to just basically have like a community where people didn't feel like they were the only ones or that they were alone. So we had a big um, event and um, that's when I started the podcast at that event and I, and I interviewed a few other cross-dressers there. So um, yeah, that's kind of the abbreviated version of the story <laughs> that led me here. Got it. Okay. So I'm curious, the experience you had with your first cross-dressing partner, 
you described yourself being turned on by the experienced. Are you bisexual by any chance? Do you find women attractive also? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. I've had, I've had uh, yeah, relationships with women. Okay, got it. And has your interest in cross-dressing evolved so that it's different than it was at the beginning where it was all sort of new and exciting and now what you're experiencing is, you know, more of a expanded fetish? I would say yes, because I just recently met a cross-dresser and she really likes to be a sissy. And, you know, the cross-dresser that I dated was not like that. They were not uh, submissive. And they didn't really like pain or humiliation or anything like that. So I never felt like when it comes to dumb submissive relationships, I I needed to feel natural. Like the person that I told you about earlier that dominated me, it, to me it was completely natural. Like it never felt forced and I was completely submissive to him at that moment and still am. So when I met this uh this crossdresser, she's very submissive and likes to be, you know, humiliated and so I am just recently been exploring that side of me, the more dominant side. And I think I'm going to even, you know, try chastity and things like that, that I've never done before. So yeah, I would say it's evolving. That's interesting. You know, we've started playing with femdom a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty intoxicating from my perspective, right? Like I get the world of submission to a powerful woman. I get that. I'm curious how you've processed this in your in your marriage, though. I mean, it doesn't sound like you and your husband have that kind of relationship, right? No, no, we don't. So my husband and I opened our marriage about eight years ago, and it was mainly for sexual reasons. You know, I didn't feel like when once I discovered that I like to be dominated, I didn't feel like he could do it and not and and nor did I f think that I would be submissive to him we just don't have that dynamic so he also had things that you know that he wanted that he desired that I couldn't fulfill so that's when we decided to open the marriage and um, he wound up meeting somebody right away and he at first it was just a sexual relationship, which that was another part of it. Like I really, I really liked it. Like I liked hearing about it. I liked watching, like I would watch over like FaceTime and stuff like that. So it's kind of like cuck queen or whatever you want to call it, which I still like. I still like, you know, when my significant other like tells me about sex and all that, but then his this thing developed into a relationship. So we became polyamorous <laughs> <laughs> and so now he he really has his relationship with his girlfriend and that's pretty much it I think they have like a little bit of I think a subdom thing going on I think she dominates him but I'm not involved in it in any way and I don't want to be but he and I have our own you know relationship and it's different we're we're partners and we our sex life is a little different, and we don't uh, we don't really have like kinky sex, my husband and I. So that's another reason why, I, and I'm allowed to explore and do what I want. So 
so I can meet other people. I can have sex with other people. So I'm kind of like the free spirit. (laughs) And uh, he's a little tied down. But he's fine with it. And I mean, this is the way I like it, too. So that's kind of it's kind of working for us at the moment. Got it. Okay. So it's interesting because you've described like nine different things that are happening, right? (laughs) You're in a polyamorous, kink-aware, sex-positive marriage with somebody who has a relationship outside, isn't kinky with you, but you have a kink experience in your own world with men specifically who are cross-dressers. And now you're getting into dominating a particular cross-dresser who's tending towards sissification. Did I sort of capture the whole thing? You really did. (laughs) I also have my own dom, but that's a different relationship altogether because they're not readily available. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) So I have to kind of like supplement my desires because I need... Uh, you know, just because I can't get the things that I really want. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I think what right now, like the, the dominating side of me that's coming out is kind of almost like a, I wouldn't say therapy, but it's almost kind of like, I want to do to somebody else what that person did to me. So it's a little sadistic, but as long as the other person is consent, consensual, I got the go ahead. (laughs) Basically to like make them frustrated is more, you know, like specifically sissies like to be frustrated, you know, locked up in chastity, things like that. So teasing them. So things like that. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of making me feel good. <laughs> I get it. You're having a lot of sex. That's pretty interesting and kinky and fun. <laughs> well, I'm hoping to have a lot more sex. So right now there's not much sex going oh, dear. on. So. <laughs> All right. Well, it's in your future. So let's talk about your podcast. So tell us about what you've learned in your conversations with cross-dressers. The experience we have in conversations with people like you is we discover new things to think about that perhaps we weren't present to when we started the conversation, right? So you've had conversations with people who are exploring themselves in the world of cross-dressing. And in the conversations we've had with cross-dressers, they all come to the conversation from a different place. And I'm curious what's jumped out at you in the conversations that you've had. Kind of like what you just said is that they're all coming from a different place, but a lot of them have similar origin stories, you know, um, trying on a piece of clothing for a piece of women's clothing for the first time, whether it was a sister or a mother's clothes, and feeling immediately turned on by wearing it, you know, whether it was a st- whether it was stockings or pantyhose or a slip or something like that, I think that's one thing that seems pretty familiar to most crossdressers. And I also learned that, you know, they come from all walks of life. You know, at first I had this idea in my head that they were, a lot of them were, um, you know, like in their male world, like alpha males, but a lot of them seems more like they have high stress jobs in their male life. So that's, that's one of the things that I, I've noticed about them. And one of the ways that they relax and escape, really, it's an escape from who they are, is to put on 
the clothes or the makeup or whatever, you know, however it starts their transition. So I think that's what it is. I think a, a lot of them see it as an escape from the person that they are. And if they can be somebody completely different and forget their whole other life. Now, that's interesting. It occurs to me that not all cross-dressers stop at cross-dressing, right? Like there's, for some folks... It's the beginning of an exploration into a transition, sometimes a sexual reassignment surgery, ultimately, you know? And I'm just curious, I'm curious of the folks you, you're interacting with, sort of what you find in that conversation, like how does that conversation occur? And what are people up to in the world of interacting with themselves as a sexual creature, as a woman for the first time? Like, What are you discovering the inquiry to be? Uh, I'm not sure if I understand the question completely. I'm, you did mention people who transition or that some of the, some cross-dressers are kind of working towards transitioning. Well, yeah. So my thought is that I know we've talked to at least two different sorts of cross-dressers, right? We've talked to cross-dressers who are into cross-dressing. That's what they're into. They like to get dressed up, go out with the girls, have kinky sex with each other, and they love it as cross-dresses and that's the limit of their kink. And then there are others for whom cross-dressing is like a gateway drug to transition. And so what I'm curious about is in the conversations you've had with the folks who find themselves on that path to transition, what their personal inquiry is all about. Well, so it's a kind of a hard question to answer only because there's only been one person so far that I interviewed and actually I'm really good friends with that person now who started out cross-dressing and now is transitioning so they're taking hormones now and then they are going to have surgery so that experience I've kind of been helping them through and and living with them not living tech not literally living with them but living with them during this transition time so actually there was there's another one that they are friends with that I met a couple of times who's also transitioning and started out as a cross dresser but I don't know that person so well they're going to they they eventually are going to interview with me but my friend who's transitioning uh you know she was like I don't know, she was one of the earlier podcasts that I did and then you know we became good friends and she she just really feels more comfortable being a woman and she's been you know going to therapy and all of that and it just seems like this is where she was meant to be and she kind of discovered this late in life this was not something that she she didn't even start cross dressing until she was in her 40s so, yeah, so she's she's so she's now transitioning and she's, you know, in her mid 50s. So it's uh been like an interesting journey, first of all knowing her and you know, seeing that this is something that some people will opt to do and cross-dressing does seem to be the kickstart for it. I don't know if I answered your question <laughs> completely <laughs> because I only have experience with the one but i can i can see that there are definitely cross dressers who and and many of them that i talk to who have no desire to transition like they like their male life and they like their cross dressing life so 
but I don't have a lot of experience with the ones that are transitioning. I just have the one friend. So like in cross-dressing too, people are putting things on or makeup or what have you to feminize themselves at some level. But there's cross-dressers that are extremely masculine in that fetish. Like, yes, they're putting pantyhose on, but it, that really doesn't change, like you said earlier, whether they're dominant or they're going to still use you as a partner, let's say. They're just in that uh, getup, if you will. And then there's some that want to be in the getup because they want to escape into an alter ego of themselves, a place that probably they don't get to express themselves very often and be free to just be like we, one of our friends just wants to get in the car, put a handkerchief on like Marilyn Monroe and go drive down the lake and just feel feminized while doing that. And then there's others that Safra was mentioning that go to parties, trans parties or cross-dressing parties. And then it's about getting together with the girls and then maybe something sexual with the girls and that they consider themselves lesbians. So, so in that construct, obviously there's probably even more that I'm forgetting for you as a sexual creature being intrigued by cross-dressing, where do you land or have you figured out where you land in? Cause you explained the first circumstance was more of a dominant dressing up that you were having sex and, and it was, you were feeling all the sensations and it was just the titillation of it. Is that where you go or are you because of being interested also in women and, and cross-dressers thinking of full feminization, is that a potential? I mean, the reason this is valuable to talk about is because we do have a huge trans and cross-dressing community that listens to us. And a lot of them are closeted. They're alone. And they don't understand that if they desired a cis woman who might be into this, what does that mean? I mean, you're one person of many, but I'm just saying, what does that mean? And to hear it from you directly is going to be powerful. Yeah. I, well, I think you're, are you asking me about my level of attraction to the various types of cross-dressers? Yeah, because you shared the one experience, but I don't know since you've been exploring if there's a, whether you've even acted on it doesn't matter. It's more like, do you feel an attraction as they develop further into feminization? Is there more to it or is it just a power thing? No, 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 no. I, I honestly started out being attracted to the look of the, 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 the look of the, the feminine and the masculine worlds colliding. Like that's kind of the way I describe it. And I like, I physically like how they look in stockings. I mean, I'm really partial to the stockings, the, you know, or the pantyhose, but I am attracted to them in that way, whether they're dominant or not, or dominant or sub, sub or sissies or, but I do feel like if one of them, if they were transitioning, I don't think that would change how I felt about my level of attraction to them. And also now that I'm kind of exploring the femdom thing, I think that I'm also kind of excited about having a sissy who wants to be submissive and pretty much do what I say. And so I think I've kind of embraced all of it. (laughs) I appreciate you sharing that because even just on the surface, your sharing just now gives a huge amount of a population support in 
oh, there's people out there like this that accept me for who I am and, and actually find me desirable for who I am. Because we find in kink, there's a huge shame element everywhere. And to hear people speak their truths, whether it's, you know, going to land for someone or not, but someone hears themselves in your sharing. And so it's so powerful. Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. I honestly wish I could meet more women like me because I, I would love to, I'd love, I'd love to talk to more women who, women who legitimately find it attractive. Cause I know that there's a lot of uh, mistresses and doms out there who do it for the do it for the dominant part of it the you know having a sissy or sissifying but I would really like to meet more women who are legitimately attracted to it as well whether whether or not they are going to be um, you know a femdom or not yeah well I think the ratio of submissive men to dominant women is insanely high like 40 to 1 right and then I think there's a probably slightly smaller but similar ratio of cross-dressers to women who are into cross-dressing. So I'm confident if you're excited about having a sissy to dominate, you'll absolutely find a sissy to dominate because there's just so many people looking for what you're offering in a lifestyle way. Because I think, you know, all of this is available in a pro-dom setting, but I think that you're describing a lifestyle experience, which is really different. Yeah. Absolutely. I, 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 you know, like I will go to cross-dressing events just to meet them, not to, not, not really with any kind of agenda in mind, really, just because I like to see, you know, I'd like to see them and, you know, sometimes hang out and, you know, feel their legs under the table or something, <laughs> which I've been known to do. All right. Well, <laughs> tell our listeners how to find your podcast. So they could find it on Podbean or all the links are up on my FetLife profile, which is C-Bombs, C-B-O-N-B-Z. Great. Okay. And you said you've done 10 episodes so far? Yes. I have a, I have one that I'm editing now. You actually had him on your show, uh, Nicholas Tannick. All right. Yeah, that's your, right. Your kinky friends. Yes. Yeah. So I had to, his, where our interview went very long, so I'm splitting it into two parts. <laughs> so He has a lot of words. He does. Yeah, and he and I have become really good friends, and I really enjoy I really enjoy chatting with him. Good. Well, C-Bombs, thank you so much for coming on the yeah, show. We really you. appreciate it, and we appreciate the effort to reach out to the cross-dressing community because we're big supporters. Thank and, you. Yeah, and, yeah. They can reach out to me anytime they want. Just send me a message if you want to chat. You don't even, I mean, I don't mean just to chat on my uh, podcast, but just if you want to chat, if you want, if you have questions, if you want advice. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Hi, this is Brooks with Motor Bunny, and this is Motor Bunny Minute. Motor Bunny. Hop on. Motor Bunny is more than the most versatile power vibe in the world. It's also the most seamless remote-controlled sex toy experience. Motor Bunny's advanced technology lets you share, control, and consent of your ride with one click. The control is browser-based, so they don't need an app to take control, and you can set maximum levels of vibration and revoke control at any time. Skeptical or curious? You can experience a live demo and control a Motor Bunny remotely right now. Just go to motorbunny.com demo. Or click on the live demo dropdown on the main menu at motorbunny.com. Hop on. That's it for today. 
If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers!